the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Different ways to start the show. The failure. Almost unbelievable. It's not even been a year. Everyone says a year. No, no, no. We're two days away from a year since this moron has usurped the most powerful office in the world. Feels like a year in prison. Am I the only one that feels that way? Feels like a year of just hopelessness, depression, new standards of failure. That's what it's like. When a Democrat's in charge of your region, of your area. This is something Illinoisans have adapted to, to a certain extent. But even they have to be horrified by the kind of failure we're seeing. But it's, it appears to be different when you realize. We do not have the same definition of success. And when I say we, I mean people and politicians. Because the story that no one wants to talk about is that although inflation is through the roof, tax revenue is as well. And the way that they can keep this Ponzi scheme going is through the shell game of this Keynesian fraud. So when the market crashes, when the gas goes up, when the shelves are empty, the politician doesn't get nervous. He smiles like Simon Barr Sinister because his revenue is at record levels. And the more you need their help, the more freedom and power citizens are willing to give up. We call it Illinois. Some call it New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, where I had the pleasure of meeting strangers today at lunch that I want to tell you about briefly, and there's a reason. There are still people out there, still people, who believe politics is not to be given the kind of attention that it should be. There are people out there, men, men, grown men, who say, I don't want to get political. And when you hear somebody do that, understand that that is somebody who is just a barnacle on the ass of life. Because it's those people you have to thank for this moron in diapers that's destroying our quality of life and the principles of Americanism. Those are the people to blame, them and the Democrat active voter. Because what they are, are complacent in the face of this kind of failure. So to me, they don't get a right to complain as does no one who voted for for Joe Biden. If you voted for Joe Biden, I feel the same way about you that I feel about the people that voted for the Democrat mafia in Chicago. Now wear it. Don't look to me for help. Wear the failure. Because we've been sold this line of BS that you can compromise right answers with wrong answers. You cannot. 
You can just deny the right answer. And that's what we've done in this country for 80 years. Denied the right answer. The right answer is simple. You want to fix things? It's really quite simple. Stop failing. Stop funding the failure. And in every direction, it's funded failure. That's what the American government stands for. Funded failure. Well-funded, endless failure. And there is no sense of turning it around when you have the most corrupt of the two political parties. They're both corrupt. But the most corrupt, hands down, is the Democrat mafia. And what they have as a solution isn't to address these multitude of failures. Here, Israel, four shots, still not enough. You know why? Because there is no vaccine. Done. You don't have any. You got an experiment. And by the way, it's failing. Wherever the people are most vaccinated, that's where the failure is the greatest. And they don't want to talk about the reason why. Economy is in the gutter. Gutter. Unless you're in on this scam, you're barely getting by. Barely. Meanwhile, aside from this, the chief executive at Target predicts that Americans will drive less and make fewer trips to stores this year because of rising gas prices and inflation. Consumer prices rose 7% last year, the fastest 12-month pace since 1982. AAA shows gas prices rising this month as after a drop in December. Cornell says this will likely prompt shoppers, he's ahead of Target, to eat at home instead of restaurants and look for cheaper generic brands. Now, for Americans that like the old idea of Americanism, this is bad news. But for the eco-Nazis that believe your mobility is the problem, this is good news. For the Democrat mafia that gets to tax you higher on higher prices, this is great news. So we need to understand how to look at this information. Do not look at it in the standard way of the way your father did or your grandfather. As if this is bad news and the government must fix it. The government loves this news. Loves it. Which is why they continue to promote policies that guarantee its failure. The price of food. I mean, look at inflation. Uh, the price of chicken is up. The price of fish and seafood is up. The price of bacon is up. The f- price of a meal in a restaurant is up. Again- now listen to all of those things. All of those things are the agenda of the Marxists in our country. To have you stop consuming. You remember the solution for the imaginary greenhouse gas effect and the CO2, the imaginary, where we now have a basis of photosynthesis as something that's bad and we must tax you on. What is the first thing they said? Stop consuming. Okay, well, if they can't convince you, they'll extort you, like the mafia. You can have your opinion as long as it's ours. Otherwise, we're going to tax you on it. Uh, This is a global pandemic with global supply chain issues that are affecting inflation here at home, but... He's president of the United States at this moment, so you are responsible for those numbers, whether you can fix them or not. Yeah, I mean, he is between a rock and a hard place. You have so many Democrats in the base saying, why didn't you work on some of these issues that we really cared about? Why did you? Because he's never done anything. None of them have. These aren't people. These are political whores. They've never worked. They don't care. You think that they they all have gas cards. They don't give a rip what it is, and their constituents are all on government sustenance and various forms of subsidies. They don't care. Food prices go up. Why do you think months ago he increased the food stamps higher than it's ever been done unilaterally with an executive order? Because he knew what was coming, and he knew all he had to do was keep in place his welfare army. And they'll vote a 1,000 years for Democrats because they've bought into the scam. We call them normally the Democrat base. You can call them Chicagoans. It's all the same. 
focus on infrastructure, on all of this other stuff uh, as your first priorities. And the Biden thinking was, if we get COVID under control, if we get the money in people's pockets, then we have a better chance of going into the midterm. There's one way to get COVID under control. There's one way to get the economy under control. There's one way to bring prosperity back to the citizens. Neuter government. Seize their revenue. Stop producing. That's the way you do it. You want to bring this back? Because you're not going to bring it back in time. We've been doing this one year. And the hope for all of the people that don't want to wallow in this kind of failure of a Democrat sewer is what exactly? Wait till the election in 2022? Well, you see what's going on. You see the circus it is. You understand that the vast majority of Republicans are Adam Kinzinger, our old lady face Mitch McConnell, our Mitt Romney. The vast majority of Republicans can't stand freedom. They don't want capitalism. They hate the idea of fair competition. They like a rigged game. So what's the answer? The answer is that there are capitalists out there. There are people, us, we the people, who need to form, in a certain extent, a union. And we need to stop producing, stop spending. That's the only way you're going to get their attention at this point, because they're raking it in. As we struggle, as we pay the inflation costs, they laugh. I don't like getting laughed at. I can't stand it. And I will not tolerate it. So I've gone to an area where I'm a little more appreciated, but the problem still persists. So what's the answer? election cycle, they didn't foresee uh, the the impacts of COVID and on that extra money in their po- in people's pockets on inflation. And so they're in a really tough spot because they made some choices a year ago that that are coming back to them in a way that they did not anticipate. And at the same time that that is happening, their base is so angry that all of those other things on the list that you ticked off at the beginning are undone. And there's not any time or really any political will right now to get most of them done. So from now until Joe Biden is removed from office, and he should be removed, he's incapable of holding the position. From now until he's removed from office, we will be wallowing in failure. The idea that you're going to be rescued in 2022 is a stretch in my opinion. Why do I say that? Everybody remember Debbie Wasserman Schultz? You remember Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She looks like that character from Star Trek, Jar Jar, Jar Jar Bink. So here is Debbie Jar Jar Wasserman Bink Schultz. Uh, this is an ugly stain on our history, and You're we an need to make stain. sure that we pass voting rights legislation so that. He- Wait, did I say Star Trek? I meant Star Wars. I got my uh, I got my sci-fi mixed up. We don't uh, get lumped in in the cauldron of, of uh, suppression and oppression that communist countries that my. Now here's my favorite part: suppression and oppression. I want you to realize that this is the largest voter turnout for a presidential election, not even close, setting records all across the board. Now, I believe a vast majority of that is fraud, but that's how they got in, and they're going to make it so they can keep it that way. And the idea that Debbie Wasserman Jar Jar Schultz is using the countries that she mimics the policies, the very policies of Venezuela, the very policies of Cuba, the very policies of communism itself, is the Democrat fascistic platform. And now she's going to run against it like a true scoundrel. Not only that, she can slay a bottle of Viagra with a single stare. Constituents fled from are, uh, are, are in the midst, uh, continue to be in the midst of. We have countries like Venezuela and Cuba in our own hemisphere that stop 
their, their people from freely and fairly voting in an election. And that's what Republicans are driving us towards. It's unacceptable. No, that's not true. They want to do what you people want to do. They just count it and tell them how it came out without any proof, without any ability to audit, just like the Democrat Marxist mafia is advocating for. But now let's hear from the real Jar Jar, from Star Wars. Oh, Mooy, Mooy, I love you. You almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I speak. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Boy, boy, oh boy, is that words of wisdom. We're going to have to wait to the future or the past. I can't remember how that whole Star Wars thing sells. 312-642-5600. The biggest fear of a liar is truth and the right to fight against the lie. See, the Marxist mafia doesn't like that there are states out there that don't want to be Illinois or New York or New Jersey or Rhode Island. Doesn't like it. They want a system where it doesn't matter how much you wiggle, how hard you fight against them. It's corrupted, which is why I have very low expectations of New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Illinois. Very low. Because what we've, come a, what we've become accustomed to is the fact that, oh, well, what are you going to do? Democrat wins again. Well, well, how could he win? Never had a job. All of a sudden, he, he's spending hundreds of millions to get this position. Why? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Nobody wants to investigate. Where are all the property purchases? Who's the groups involved? What are the stock holdings? What are the policies? Maybe if we had those kind of questions and we had the kind of states that fought it back, we could either fix it or separate. I'm fine either way. Let's go to Pat Crown Point. Hi, Pat. Hey, Sean. How are you? I am well. Hey, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but if we have all this massive voting fraud and, and people can't vote in certain areas because they're being repressed, how do all the Democrats get elected, especially for, for, for Joe and what happened in Georgia? You know, it's interesting. They're, are, they're masters, and you must give credit where credit is due. All socialists are masters at detaching their, their followers from reality and making them believe in an alternative reality. And this is where they're masters at it. And that's what they've been able to do, because the reality is you've got people that cannot make the connection of. You want me to believe on one hand, we had 156 million people vote largest amount ever for a presidential race more votes than ever for senator and congress but yet somehow there's a voter suppression out there and there are uh, you know millions and millions of people pat that will put mustard on it and eat it up and that's our problem so it's you know you gave me a great segue pat thank you very much for the call and i'll tell you what i mean there has probably never been as big of a failure as del blasio also known as Warner Wilhelm, which is his real name. He felt it sounded too Nazi, so he went with his mother's maiden name, Del Blasio. But Warner Wilhelm is the worst mayor in New York history, in my opinion, and I think many New Yorkers. Warner Wilhelm is able to paint a picture as if he actually achieved something rather than leaving the office in disgrace. So he made an announcement of which no one showed up, but a reporter. No one. And I want you to hear how, how he's going to let down the people. This is my block right here in Brooklyn. This is where Shirlane and I raised our family 
We love this place. We love our neighbors. Not, not one time. Nine years ago, this is where we announced my campaign for mayor of New York City. And we said we were going to take on inequality. Head on the tale of two cities. Take it on. Naysayers said it couldn't be done. But we proved together we could make a big change. Now, I made my fair share of mistakes. I was not good with groundhogs at all. Probably shouldn't have gone to the gym. So where he's saying he was wrong was with Groundhog Day and going to the gym when he shut down everybody else. Rather than recognize what he's done to New York since he took over as mayor. The murder and mayhem, second only to Illinois, Chicago. The failure, the boarded up uh, businesses, the hopelessness, second only to Chicago. The drug addiction, the gang superiority, second only to Chicago. But he's going to present himself as a success. But you know what? We changed things in this town. Pre-K for every child, now 3K coming on. Hundreds of thousands of affordable apartments. We changed policing to make it fair. We showed you could do big things. Green New Deal, cutting carbon emissions, making the city greener and cleaner for the future. Yeah, it's greener and it's cleaner for the future, huh? What about the cost? Energy price inflation has arrived. Oh, you can see it and you can feel it. It is a huge political problem for the present. Come on, it's a, pres- it's a problem for us all. A cold snap hit the northeast and upper Midwest this week, and electricity prices spiked. Utilities are having to pay up for increasingly scarce natural gas. You know, that's what happens when you shut pipelines, as the president did. But he'll come out and have the audacity to present himself as a success, aside from what he really is, an immense failure who should have been run out of town on a rail. Let's go to Bill in his car. Hi, Bill. Hey, Sean. Hey, um, I was just calling because I just got in my car and heard you talk a little bit about the voter suppression and that. And I think every Republican in the every election should be uh, pointing out that they believe there has been voter suppression for minorities and that most minorities live in cities and counties that are controlled by the Democrats, and that is why there is the suppression, and that they should be looking to vote differently to make a change in their lives and their outcome. Uh, certainly, I, I couldn't agree with you more, number one. But number two, I have a problem with it. Shouldn't this be something that the people who are in prison in the Democrat ghettos, the Democrat-connected, corrupted mafias, where drug dealers are protected by law and victims are re-victimized by the very same law. Shouldn't they themselves have enough intellect, enough understanding to throw out the scourge that has destroyed neighborhoods, cities, towns, states? I can't imagine why anybody is a Democrat, which is why, to your point, Bill, I refuse to tolerate their opinion. If you can defend the actions of the Democrat Marxist mafia over the last hundred years, then wallow in its failure. I don't think it's a word decent people should say. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that. But it appears to me that these people are just incapable of critical thinking because they're on the government debt. And therefore, if the Republican Party, I think they can make inroads to those people who are willing to listen and hear and if it's beat that drum is beating beaten constantly and uh, uh, by yeah. every republican who's, but here's the problem bill who's going to beat it 
Who's going to beat it? The uh, the the gaming multimillionaires that head up the Illinois Republican Party, or the pot dispensary executives that also are Republican politicians that head up the Republican Party. The problem too is, Bill, we have to be honest enough to present that we need to clean our own house and throw out these scallywags. And until we do that, we're not going to attract decent people by saying our mafia members are better dressed. Thank you for the call. I'll take the rest of your calls after this break. Oh, yeah. You know how low we've gotten in society? You know how low? In case you haven't watched the news in the last 10 years, I've been living under a rock. Louisiana Senate candidate, a candidate for senator, his name is Gary Chambers, Spokes, smokes a marijuana blunt in a new ad campaign. That's how low we are in, as this society, this Democrat dystopia, where you are advocating for willful servitude to scum. See, that's what these politicians are. Oh, they may call themselves honorable. They may prance around howls they never paid for, stealing and robbing and front-running policies. But they are scum in my book. I'm sorry. And that goes for bipartisan, for the most part. For the most part. It's hard-pressed to find a candidate that wants to defund the Leviathan. You want to run on something? Run on defunding the Leviathan. Defund the FBI, which constantly screws up. Defund the IRS. Defund the EPA. Defund these idiots. These morons that make mistake after mistake after mistake. And what's the penalty? More power. More money. More control. That's what you need to do. Defund the Leviathan. Because while you're working, you're hoping for a Republican sweep, they're guaranteeing absolute and total legitimized voter fraud. Here's the vice president. The only woman on the planet that makes Hillary Clinton look warm. Now, by the way, during this, let me give you a little visual. She's doing that thing that political whores do. They pretend to be one of you. She goes into a business. She pretends to be working. She's got her mask on. And she's just like you. Granted, the only reason she got to her position is at 29 years old, she decided to fool around with the 60-year-old mayor of San Francisco. But aside from that, she's just like you. I'm meeting with folks. We're not going to give up. You've heard me say that before, and I mean it. This is too important. This is not about... It, it, this is literally about the future of our country in terms of its democracy. And we have to remain deeply committed to getting this done and seeing it through. However long it takes, but right now we have those before us. The United States Senate has the opportunity, and I dare say... The responsibility to pass these bills through Congress so the president can sign them. And, um, and Now, here's a part coming up. As a guy that grew up around these wannabe gangsters and real gangsters, this is a gangster move right here where she intimidates fellow senators. And the resistance to doing that it will not deter us from our commitment to getting it done. As I've said before, there are 100 members of the United States Senate, and I'm not going to absolve, nor should any of us, absolve any member of the United States Senate from taking on a responsibility to follow through on the oath that they all took to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Amen. 
If they supported that oath, you'd be in jail. You, heels up, you'd be in jail. Yeah, you would. Not to mention your dimwit that you call a president would be yanked out by his starched collar and put where he, where he belongs, in an old people's home somewhere, or you could have him do commercials for those walk-in tubs so he doesn't break a hip. Either way, Jack, Whiting, Indiana. Hey, Sean, thanks. Um, you know, the talking point now is the voter suppression, the right to vote. Okay, election day is November 7th. Who did not get to vote, and why were they suppressed? If so, it would make national news all over the place. You've got early voting. You've got day of voting, which some of the polls even stay open late. And you also have the mail-in ballot. Okay, so why don't these Democrats prove that there was voter suppression? They don't have to prove it. They've never had to prove anything of the policies they've implemented to destroy this country. Prove They can't prove, pick a policy they have. Did they have to prove that Obamacare would make health care better and lower your premiums? All they had to do was call it the Affordable Care Act. And, and here's Free. the moron Democrats. In the face of its failure, 12 years of failure, they still call it the Affordable Care Act. They don't have yeah. to prove yeah. anything. This is the trick of the swindler. Just put lipstick on it, and the people will buy it as long as you keep telling them it's working. This is what and they people do. still. I, that's what I can't understand. People still fall for this. I, can't, I just know, can't believe it. You have an interesting point about the voter, the voter uh, uh, system that we have. There's another form of voter fraud, and that is organized labor and organized corruption, where there are people who vote for one guy. Like let's say Mike Madigan. Now you and I both know. You know guys on the South Side, right? You know these hard-working yeah. guys, most of whom are fiscally responsible. They live a good life. They know right from wrong, but what do they do every election cycle? The vast majority. They keep, not all vo- they, they keep voting their paycheck in. Bingo. See, that's a form of voter and, fraud. You're not, voting, you're not voting for the principles. You're voting for yourself. No. This is what I've always said. Selfish is not a man fighting to keep his own money. Selfish is a socialist fighting to take away someone else's money. That's selfish. Yet they've been able to contort that in this country. They've been able to use these these word witchcraft where they sell you this tyranny. They sell you slavery, your own, and you vote for it because you think you're ahead, because you're so beaten down by by the corruption. And that is the only thing that is systemic in this country. Systemic political corruption. And that's it. Not racism, not anything else. Systemic political corruption. And that's why they're all worth tens of millions. And the people who are victimized, they continue to ask for their own destruction. Thanks, Jack, for the phone call. I truly appreciate it. And until you write that wrong, you got a guy like Eric Adams. Now, I, I pay attention to all of these Marxist mafia strongholds because in there is where you can see the scam. Eric Adams is the new mayor. He took over for Warner Wilhelm. He's the new mayor, and he's going to be a cop. He's going to be strong on crime. He's going to be... No, no, no. The minute someone says you're, they're a Democrat, they're one thing. They're one thing. They're mafia members. And they will lie to your face, and they'll make it sound good. I uh, just want to really touch on uh, the horrific incident that took place over the weekend. Uh- this is where a scumbag threw a 40-year-old Asian girl in front of a train as it was pulling in. That's a nice way to die. Uh, former transit cop, I know uh, the 
the safety and how safety matters in our transportation system. Uh, it was extremely impact, impactful for New Yorkers, and I spoke with various communities. Did a Zoom here from the office, oh, you did a uh, losing a New Yorker in that fashion, and just really doubled down on our concerns uh, that our system must be safe, uh, must be safe from actual crime, which we... Notice how they're always a victim of the very system they're in control of. You're the mayor. Hey, stupid. You're the mayor. So do something now. But listen to him. He sounds like he's campaigning a year ago. We are going to do, uh, and it must be safe from those who feel as though there's a total level of disorder in our subway system. Day one, January 1, when I took the train, I saw the whole... There's a whole level of disorder in our society wherever there's a Democrat. You want to stop? It could stop overnight. You take this scumbag and you disembowel him on national TV. Now, who wants to shove somebody in front of a train? You take the carjacker and you throw him away for a thousand years, hard labor. There's your infrastructure. Two birds, one stone. Give him a shovel. Pretend he's a contractor. We have all the answers. We just don't have the courage to implement them. 312-642-5600. Oh, I love this song. love it, man. It's a happy song. Picking out the, the, the jacket to wear to go out and try to impress a scallywag. I miss those days. Miss them. Not that much. Can't afford a divorce. Just kidding, honey. Joe in his car. How are you? Good, Joe. Uh, I just want to know if this is legal or not. What if the city offered uh, the teachers to get out of the union for maybe a stipend of like five or $7,000 to get out for five years? Would that be legal? They'd be stupid to do it, brother. You realize the package Why? deal these people got? You realize the package uh, deal? If you, Joe, I don't know what you do, but let's say me. If I wanted to retire on the amount of money a union teacher gets at the time of the retirement, I would have to have a 401k worth between three and a half and $4.2 million. So what are you going to take, seven no, I'm grand? Talk- I'm talking about to get out of the union. That's so am I. Why would the they union? get out of the union? Yeah. When you stay in it, you get a pension, you retire like a multimillionaire. Why would you get out you'll of it? You'll still get the pension because you're still, you'll still get the pension. You'll still get a pension without the without the dictatorship of the union. No. Because that union is a socialist union. They're, they're a terrible union. Every municipal union is a socialist union. You know, people say I'm against union. I worked in the unions. I know I know the union business. Believe me. The problem that you have is when they're municipal unions, they're held harmless of competition, and the people who negotiate, they're negotiating against politicians that need their money. You want to talk about a rigged game? It's beautiful. They laugh at us, brother. Laugh at us. And in the meantime, all the failings just get distributed on everybody. You would destroy the union for the teachers' union because the teachers would get out. The good teachers, they can buy an insurance policy. The teachers, if you get out of the union, you can buy an insurance policy to protect you. I like the way you think, and I'm not arguing with your points. What I'm arguing with is what you think of other people. You're giving people your integrity. You're giving people your sense of right and wrong, your sense of dignity. These are the people that don't have that, brother, for the most part. Now, we had a teacher on yesterday who said, I know what the problem is. I can't fix it because I'll be thrown out. So there are those 27% that want to do what you say, but they will not go against the extortion, coercion, mafia of the communist I labor. I beg to differ. I would, like I said, I just want to know if it would be legal. Joe, there's the a law right now. Offer. There's a law in Illinois right now where you don't have to be a part of the union. How many take advantage of it? 
No, that's good, right? But if they got a stipend to really, really push them and say, you know what, you guys, these are good teachers out there. There's a lot of good teachers that, oh, yeah. that would say, you oh, know, they're tired. They're tired of this. They're tired of this union. They're, they're afraid of the, well, the, uh, the repercussions. But if enough people did it, you, you, you would, you would hurt the union by saying, you know what, for five years you got to stay out of the union. Only you got to stay out of the union for five years. We're going to get. Yeah. And there's the other thing. Are you comfortable bribing people to do the right thing, Joe? I don't know about you, but I'm not. Thanks for the call, though. I mean, at that point, we're just competing for fraud. Nick, Northwest Side. Sean, how you doing, man? Nice to hear you again. Thank God for you. Oh, thank you, bro. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was saying that uh, um, for the screener that uh, I've been to New York City a few times uh, over the decades. I worked out there for like a few days at a time, uh, about three times, and uh uh, I rode uh, one time, I think it was in the early 80s. It had to be around there. I don't know who the mayor was. That's why I mentioned that. But Before I rode the Giuliani, subway. it had to be Kosh, that handsome bastard. Go oh, really? Was he, was he kind of weak on crime? Yeah, I, I might be wrong, but go ahead. Okay. Well, anyhow, was it like, I think it was around the very early 80s, if not around 1980. Yeah, okay. But the point is that I was going to meet some people who were up in Queens, and uh, I was in Manhattan at the uh, the lower part, which they call downtown out there. The middle part is called Midtown, and the upper part is called Uptown of Manhattan. Cause it's I so know, big brother. What am I, a rube from Philadelphia? I know. Well, well, I'm going to give you a test. I'm going to give you a test on this next right. time I call. But anyhow, they say, yeah, you can take such and such a subway if you want to come up. You know? So it was about 8 o'clock when I left. It wasn't too bad. I noticed a lot of people, like, in the first uh, maybe two, three cars, uh-huh. and there's a herding incident. I heard about this where people stay together, like, in the jungle. You know, for protection, because against the robbers and the attackers yeah. and all that. Yeah, you group together the like, like our, yeah, like like wolves. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like against the jackals and hyenas and wolves uh-huh. and all that. Coming back, it was maybe uh, eleven o'clock, and I said, "No, nah, I want to get a feel of it." So I got a feel of it. I, I went into the yeah. car, so packed in the first two cars, and you woke up tied to a pole with your underwear in your mouth. No, 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 not that bad. What? I, I was at a, I went into another car, which is actually ended up being empty. And I thought, gee, this is unusual. I'm just sitting. And then I noticed these two guys. I don't want to mention their background, right? But two punks, obviously. They opened up the door in between the two cars. They stood there because I, I saw uh, uh, all sorts of stuff rolling around, bottles and cans, you know, from alcohol. And I, I saw Nick, champagne. I got to you know, so nice hurry up, back. babe. What's the point? I, of okay, I grabbed it. I put that under my arm, and I just sat there and looked at it real dirty, like, man, if you're going to do something, you know, you start it, and I'm going to do what I can with this bottle. <laughs> and they, they decided, obviously, to go back into the other right. car and maybe. Nick, so, you yeah, know, I love the calls. Weird. I love that you're called, but I like my version of the story where you wake up tied to a pole with your underwear in your mouth. That's the way I would have went with it. How much time do we have, buddy? I got a break now. Mike in his car, I'm sorry, brother. Call back at a different time. I wanted to take this call, too. Mike, call back uh, in a half hour. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Social Security, Disability Insurance, also known as the Ghetto Lotto, Unemployment Insurance, Pensions. Has it ever been analyzed? What if it's all just one giant scam, the way I think it is? 
I mean, it's always sold as to promote economic growth. I don't think it works. I think it's a Keynesian soiree of fraud. Rachel Gresler is a research analyst who analyzes everything, all of those, including taxes, for the Heritage Foundation. I wanted to bring her on. She's also testified before Congress. Did she make any headway? Rachel, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. Thanks for having me. So when I write a book, Rachel, it's going to be called It's a Lie. And I'm going to talk about all of these things and the way in which it's been bastardized and frauded to seize more money from the people, give less benefits, and corrupt our economy even greater. You think I'm going to sell money books? I think there will be plenty of buyers out there. What have you discovered in all of your years of analyzing? I think I stumped you. Did I stump you? Oh, sorry. I think you cut out there. What have have you So you're analyzing all of these topics. So let's take one, for example. Unemployment insurance. Is it working the way it was sold to the American people? It's not. And especially during COVID-19, it's not because the federal government basically corrupted what was supposed to be state systems there. And we saw by paying people more money to not work than to accept jobs or to look for new jobs. That ultimately meant a lot of people didn't choose to work, and that's why we're seeing this labor shortage now with 10.6 million job openings. But one of the biggest problems with these UI benefits is not just that they were too readily available and too much money was given out to people who were actually unemployed. It's that we paid far more benefits than we would have needed to to have covered 100% of all the people who were actually unemployed. Um, Basically, $357 billion more went out the door than had we paid everybody who was actually unemployed. Um, And this is criminals overseas. This is massive fraud and abuse. And that's often what happens when the federal government tries to step in and correct a problem is not only are they inefficient at doing it, but they just open the doors to that type of abuse and waste of taxpayer money. So, Rachel, I read that 40 percent of the benefits were stolen. Who's going to jail? And why not? Because I know your answer is zero. How many mistakes, how many misappropriations, how much fraud and corruption and incompetence must the people who pay these bills continue to take? I want one of these bureaucrats thrown in the husko. Yeah, I mean, the states have recovered tiny little bits here and there. But as I said, these are criminal, sophisticated enterprises. They're not getting this money back. And they don't have as much of an interest in it because they can readily just tax payer, tax more out of people in the future. And that's the problem here. And also, instead of learning from the problems, instead of saying, hey, this was a huge mess and we wasted so much money and we created terrible incentives and a massive labor shortage, let's abandon this. No, there are policymakers out there that want to make those COVID-19 pandemic unemployment insurance benefits permanent going forward. They want the federal government exactly. to be in charge, to tell the states what they need to do. Exactly. And in fact, there's a movement right now right now to pass another one, yet with absolute disregard of the failure of the numerous one that were passed bipartisan. So I've got another question for you, and you may be uncomfortable, but that's what I do to women and men of all kinds. <laughs> You've testified before these Congress people, birthing people and non-birthing people. Do they appear to be as disconnected and stupid as I see them to be? How could this go on with such little pushback and little real responsibility to their mission. They have one mission, and that is to represent the people of their 
area, their constituents, to guard against the kind of waste, fraud, and abuse that they participate in on a daily basis? Is there not more than five of them that gives a rip, or do they know they just have to add more to the pie and get more people on it to continue to uh, rule and destroy our nation? I will say that testifying has become... um, how do I say this? Uh, you know, more troubling over time. Yeah, it's just it's disturbing that instead of hearings that are supposed to actually be lawmakers wanting to learn information and wanting that information to guide them in their policies, it's instead a platform for them to make speeches and ask questions that they can then post on Twitter later. Um, and it's also a platform for them to invite in every freak they have out there. Um, to essentially buy them votes in the future. And that was the case in the latest hearing I testified on in Social Security, where the Republican side had two witnesses and the Democratic side had eight witnesses representing you know, every interest, the group that they could have out there to say how federal taxpayers and how policymakers need to be the one to solve every little ail that is out there in the economy by taking more money from other people and by giving it to those vested groups. And Social Security is a perfect example of how, you know, what's supposed to be a relatively small program has just engulfed over time and has become this massive force that's so difficult to confront. And yet it's really a threat to current and future generations because it's not solvent. It's not providing them with a good return on their money. And it's more likely to bankrupt them than to provide them with a secure retirement. Now, Rachel... I don't think you understand how much respect I have for the Heritage Foundation, how much I envy you that you get to sit Thank in this you. think tank with these corduroy blazers and the, and the little patches on the elbows. I truly envy you. <laughs> and I want to help you help me and save the country. I want to be the first American, the first American to forfeit my Social Security benefits. And I want the Heritage Foundation to represent me. And I don't care if it goes to the Supreme Court. I simply want my money back, and I don't want to be a part of this Ponzi scheme because it has been identified as a Ponzi scheme, not only since it was conceived, but it was proven by a very unattractive Milton Friedman who proved beyond a shadow of a doubt it is an absolute boondoggle taxing scheme, and it has hamstrung corporations and individuals since its inception. Can you help me help you? Well, yes, you've made absolutely accurate points there. And Milton Friedman said that decades ago, and today it's even more of a Ponzi scheme. Most Americans don't realize that every dollar and then some of what we're paying in taxes that are coming out of our paychecks, that's all going out the door immediately to pay current retirees' benefits. And then we're actually having to borrow more money on top of that because the program is already in the red. And I'm glad that you would love to have an out um, from Social Security. That's actually something that we are working on and should hopefully be putting into written form this year is to have an option that's there for people who say, hey, this is a terrible system. All you're doing is stripping me of the potential to earn a positive rate of return on my money over time. I want out. And so there's going to be an option available for those workers who want out. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like they'll be able to take the whole of their Social Security taxes with them because past policymakers have indebted them so much that it's not fiscally possible to do that. But nevertheless, you know, kind of the sad reality is, is that even if you were to say take half of your Social Security taxes, you would get more in retirement from investing that in a safe mix of stocks and bonds than you would get from having 100% of it go towards Social Security. I'm giving you my name. Throw it on there because I've longed to have my name versus the United States of America and the corporatist scum that represent it 
since I was a little kid. So please feel free to use my name. I would love it. And uh, it has proven itself. You know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, why didn't Bernie Madoff just call his fund voluntary <laughs> social Sec- security? And that son of a gun could yep. have been president. <laughs> It's the same thing, is it not? And I think the the real greed, what I've witnessed living in the sewer of Chicago, the state of Illinois, and the county of Crook, the real greed is among the Democrat constituent. So why don't we inform the Democrat constituent just how much money, if they had a job, their company contributed in their name? I am amazed to this day how many grown men and women have no idea that not only are you being taxed, your company is being double taxed. Is that correct? Yes. Most Americans don't realize how much Social Security is taking from their paycheck, A, because half of it is paid by the employer, and B, because nowadays with direct deposit, we just don't see that amount coming out. But the Social Security taxes are the largest tax that most Americans pay. And the proposals on the left are all to increase Social Security, increase benefits immediately, and increase taxes across the board for everybody so that you actually have less freedom to keep more of your money and to choose what's best for you and your family. I have a theory, Rachel. I think the government, especially when led by Marxist mafia members like Biden and his, his ilk, I think they love inflation because I think they're interested in the revenues which are at record highs. And in these revenues of record taxation given to the corrupt oligarchs we call government, that Social Security tax, that's not even in the mix, is it? They don't factor that in with other taxes, do they, or do they? That's coming in, but there's a cap on that, so they don't get all of it. Um, but even as inflation is skyrocketing here and everybody's saying, oh, but you know, wages are going up and it's a great thing for workers, the reality is, is that wages have gone down in real purchasing power by 2.4% over the past year. I love that, that is in contrast to wages rising by far above average during the previous administration. I mean, just from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act alone, we estimated that the average worker was taking home $1,400 extra in their paycheck because their business was returning it to them. Because when the government doesn't take as much away from them, the businesses can give it back to the employees and they can invest in things that make workers actually more productive, as opposed to the solution from politicians on the left saying, oh, workers' wages aren't high enough, we're just going to mandate them. We're going to try these command economy tactics. We're going to institute a $15 per hour minimum wage in their Build Back Better Act as provisions that say if you are a child care provider in Massachusetts, you must pay a single mother $39 per hour. All that's going to do is drive up costs further, and that's the last thing that Americans need right now for their pocketbooks. We actually have states that are already providing a basic income. There's already kind of uh, the scandals that the Social Security board and the government in general of these welfare states um, is really scandalous to me. There is a YouTube channel that I subscribe to because this there is a girl that every day tells people how to navigate the welfare system. And there's even a, a, this month, although they they took away child credits in some areas, they're giving $900 EBT bump to offset the aggravation of the people on welfare. And at this point in time in history, there is more money for food stamps on welfare EBT cards than an average family of four spends by $300. How can honest, good people who want to eliminate a welfare system that is the base of the Democrat Party, how can we stand a chance when it is now more, almost more lucrative to be on government cheese than reject it? 
And the sad part of that is, is that all it's doing is building dependency. And Americans were not wait, made to sit at home and to be idle. We have in our nature to work, and there's inherent value in that, and it creates self-worth. And these proposals that just say, you can get welfare without working. Nobody should have to do work if they don't want to. Somebody else is going to pay for it. You know, it's not only bad for our economy and for our taxpayers, it's bad for those people. Absolutely. But it does explain why they're changing sizes rather than admitting that most people are wearing a size 48 pant. I want to thank you, <laughs> Rachel, for coming in. I so appreciate it. And if you ever do decide to take me up, it is spelled with a U, S-H-A-U-N, and there is a P in Thompson to put on that lawsuit. I would be more than happy, if for nothing else, to see if Elena Kagan is really that fat up close and personal. So please feel free to tell the people at Heritage I volunteer myself to sue the government. Rachel Gresler, thank you so much for joining me from the Heritage Foundation. Thanks for having me, Sean. All right. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. What a great song. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. This has destroyed our country. It is a cancer that has grown since the first socialist policy like Social Security. It is a lie. It is a scam. This nation would be better if it didn't exist. It doesn't work. It is an absolute and total fraud. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Do you know that the only thing that's growing in this country is welfare? Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing $900 per month for one full year. Guys, I told you these direct cash assistance programs, they are taking over for the 99 and the 2000. So make sure you submit your application. Then we're going to talk about WIC because there are some WIC changes as well as we have January emergency allotment with a few states have been added. Check your cards, guys. Check your cards because in New York, pandemic EBT has started to pay out. And we have more states. That this is an industry. It is a welfare industry. There is no start time. There are no hours. And the money is good. It is unbelievable what this country has become to. And you think you're going to win on asking people to get off their fat asses and work? If you look at the numbers, another 900. That's on top of all of the other cheese. And when this girl does this video, she does it from a lavish residence, dressed to the nines. She's making it more advantageous, and she's only representing the government. The Democrat Party specifically, who needs it more advantageous to be a willful slave to their corrupt party than independent and financially responsible. So it's time for us to break it. You think I was kidding with that lawsuit? I'm not kidding. That's the kind of lawsuit that needs to be a class action. It needs more than my name on it. Give me my money back. I want out of your schemes. Did you know that Social Security was challenged before the Supreme Court? Of course it went up among a bunch of Democrats stuffed by FDR. The first Barack Obama, the first open Marxist socialist. In fact, if it wasn't for World War II, he'd be considered one of the worst presidents ever. The fraud that he was protected by the Pravda media, as they didn't want the world to know he was handicapped, protected as his policies were obviously lies. They didn't have the Internet back then. But more than half the country fought vehemently hard against. They knew that this socialism would be a cancer that you couldn't fight back. And here we are today. 
where we've got guys running for Senate smoking pot, where all of these ghetto, sewer, Democrat-run cities and states, their only way to fiscal stability is what? New casinos, new drug addicts, and new gambling houses. It's disgusting. And until you break it, you're going to have to tolerate more and more lies of how they can stay in power through corrupting the vote. Go in the back. Hey, Jeff. Um, I want to pivot back to voting rights, sure. particularly um, uh, the president's speech last week. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how it came together. But also I wonder if you'll respond to some of the criticism about it, that it was too aggressive or divisive, and, and, and that you know some of the rhetoric that he used wasn't you know, conducive to getting folks you know, who are opposed on board. Well, uh- And you know, that's interesting. How come you just didn't say it was a lie? You could pretend this is an argument between two family members. They just don't get along. No, no, no. Socialism is a lie. Their policies are a lie. And everything they try is a failure that is a bottomless pit of funding and fraud. See, that's the kind of media we need. One that understands the politicians like inflation. The politicians like failure. The politicians long for a welfare state because that makes you a willful slave. And before you know it, you'll be turning to your abuser for help. We call that Democrat stronghold sewers. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. Bunny, don't ever take a day off again. I mean, I love Pete with the squirrel hands, but he cannot pick music. Can't do it. Not everyone has it. It's a gift. So you wouldn't believe it. I used to gamble. Yes, I did. I played cards like a fiend. Part of a social club. My cousin, we couldn't get in a social club, or at least I couldn't, because of the whole, uh, you know, Thompson. Not full-blooded Italian, the old the old timers. So we started our own. We played cards constantly. Constantly. And I learned something playing cards. If you hate someone, don't ever wish they die. Everybody dies. Wish they become a gambler. Because he who gambles lives in shambles. I never gambled more than I could afford. But I wasn't afraid to gamble. But I realized when you grow up, it's a problem. When the government starts to promote that problem in order to provide sustenance, half of the time, they're giving welfare to the very gamblers they pretend are stoking the economy. It is a cycle of failure. And that's why beware it and uh, don't sell it. But there are gamblers out there who get hostile. They don't like to be told that he who gambles lives in shambles, even though they know it. Kenny Lombard. That'd be me, Sean. Yep, I'm here. Yep, do you live in shambles? No, I do not. <laughs> you go, all right, I'm so a tell libertarian. Me. Yeah, I, I'm a libertarian. Listen, theoretically, it's okay to be a libertarian in a perfect world of a vacuum. No, no, no I, live, I live by it. I believe everybody should be left to their own devices. If you want to gamble and lose, gamble and lose. That only works, but if you want it, when that loss isn't you know, subsidized. It works for some people. No, no. For some people. No, it, no, I'm not subsidized. I don't collect anything from the government. No, no, just hear Zero. me out. Just hear me out. You're an anomaly then. Just hear me out. In the theory of libertarianism, it's a great theory in a vacuum. The way in which our society has been corrupted is to take that and bastardize it. Because I feel the same way you do, theoretically. In freedom, in capitalism, guess what? You have the freedom to be a scumbag. And I'm fine with that. Be a scumbag. I prefer when you're a scumbag. Yeah, be a criminal. I, I got it. Yeah, I'll I step over you in a curb. But in our society today, 
that scumbag is used as a weapon against the good man, against the honest man, yeah, against politics, the earnest. Sure, in politics. Yeah, so I what agree. we need to do, Kenny, is take that power away from government. So there should be, Correct. and and this is where COVID helps you, because you have now, for the first time in American history, politicians that admit. You should be cut out of the, the benefits if you don't act accordingly. I love that. Let's go with that. So that if you're a gambler, you are forever disqualified against any government sustenance. I'm in. If I'm you are a, a drug criminal, addict, Sean. What's I, that? I get it. I get it. I'm All also right. a criminal. I did a couple of years in Illinois for, for living off of the Democrat policies in the 90s. I get it. Understood. Go ahead. Keep rolling. So do you agree or disagree with that? If you cut out the you. if you cut out subsidizing, then you could have the gambling. If you cut out subsidizing, then you could have the drugs. But if you don't, then you can't. You agree with that? I agree with that. All right, see? That's us being friends. I love it. Now tell me I'm wrong. I'm a libertarian. I believe that they should sell cocaine and heroin at Walgreens. I think you an eighteen year old can buy I like it. it. I like it. And you get your money. I well, agree. Whatever, whatever the government wants, go ahead, take it. But at least I know kids ain't dying from it. I know and, that. And that's the I'm way real, you break the in, back. You know, in Chicago. I'm not disagreeing with you. And that's the way you break the back of the street gangs. That The only thing Correct. that's not subject to, to inflation is fentanyl and meth and coke and, and pot. Well, if they right? want to sell it and they want to regulate it, then make it right. So don't kill people. We they agree more. The government. The government has a power. I ain't got that power. We agree more than we disagree as long as you don't subsidize it, in a free country, and I believe in absolute and total freedom. If you choose to be a scumbag, then go live like a scumbag. I'm just tired of this system we have that uses the scumbag against a guy who works seven jobs and seven days a week. Dave, Downers Grove. Yes, Sean. I, I'm, I'm one of the guys that pay for the subsidy. I'm yeah. working six days a week. But anyways, uh, you know, you were talking about the socialists and how their programs never work. Canada, we're going to be able to point to Canada because they just enforced their trucking uh, vaccine mandate, and 38,000 truckers quit. <laughs> so that's not only going to affect Canada. That's a supply in a, in a, chain. In a bad way. It, it's going to affect us. Yeah. And, that's, and, and, and that's don't the, realize that Oh, and they do. But the, you know what? The, the politicians love it because now the products will go up five times, and so will the percentage sales tax. And they'll reap it. They got us backed into a corner, brother. And the reason is most people can't think more than one dimension. Most people want to believe that Joe Biden has his real teeth and his socks are not wet. The reality is they are. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Mike. I wanted him to call before. He's in his car, and he was a superintendent for 20 years. Is that right, Mike? That was my old man that was a superintendent in Oakland for 22 years. But uh, he, he, like, in the 80s was saying that all this CRT kind of crap is going that he's like the, the socialists are taking over this country and you need to you need to be prepared they're getting into this calls and they're taking this is their agenda you know and it's everything that's happening now he predicted it all he bitched about it till the day he died and the other thing I wanted to mention was he was there for 22 years and he retired and it was a pretty good pension he had hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something like that is what he got which is good yeah. my sister was at that school not too long ago probably 10 years ago and her superintendent, after three years, quit and got, fuck, excuse my language, she got $250,000 and her paid vacations for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's a scam. It's incredible. I got to drop you, babe, when you swear I got to drop you. He I didn't go out on air, though, right, Bunny? I got a lot of people against me, people. Don't swear. I love the call, aside from the swearing. Tom in Blue Island. Time for me not to swear, Sean. 
Did it go out over the air? Did you hear it? No. All right, good. Go ahead. No. Hey, Sean, what, did that pilgrim just say that they should be selling heroin at Walgreens, or did I, did I mishear that? Yes, but uh, listen, in, before you go off on them, think about it in the grand scale of things. They're selling heroin at Walgreens anyway. They call it Oxycontin, or they did. They're calling it some other. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're selling it anyway. And the big pharma wanted in on the heroin business, which is why they sold a painkiller as, as benign rather than something that would forever change the course of America. So don't let's not give a pass to big pharma. They want in on that scam. They want to produce a synthetic. Well, that's fine. I, you know, but, I've but, had a couple of guys that worked for me over the years that they, they were the nicest young Irish kids in Mount Greenwood you could meet. And by the time they were 30, they were dead from that crap. And so, yeah. uh, anyway, to the, to the bigger point, this relates to the Kochman thing yesterday with the gambling. So I, I used to work at a golf course in Beverly called Ridge, and we started playing cards when we were 11 years old. And I would tell you that that was my connection that I mentioned yesterday to the guys that are the power brokers of Beverly that I went to uh, Marist with and a few of them I went to college with. And as to your point about Beneco, those dudes aren't worried about anything, Sean, because no. they, and these guys were the biggest bullies and scumbags in the world. Yeah. And, but they, but they knew their old men, they knew their old men could get him out of it. Our old man was a truck driver, so he couldn't get us out of anything, and he was over the road most of the time. But those pimps would do anything they wanted. Yeah, there's and, something to, to the, remember, though, in this whole thing yep. that we've learned throughout throughout the years of living in these sewers. And that's something to, to learn is that they're not really tough. In fact, what they are is somebody who's afraid to go out into the real world and compete without the leverage of clout. That's what a Chicago Democrat is. They're fakes. They're facades. They're wannabes. They can't live in a true, fair society. They need the corrupted. And then when it's imploding all around them, they act victimized by it. Instead of taking the responsibility of what they are. If you voted Chicago Democrat, you're the scumbag that broke society. You. Because you either are willfully ignorant or you're in on the scam and you want to pretend to be a man. Which you're not. 312 642-5600. There's another expression. I, I'll tell you, that's the beauty of my old neighborhood, Mullins. There's a million expressions. One of my favorite ones is that sometimes you're so far behind you think you're in the lead. That's also the Illinois Republican model. So I have Bill from Hinsdale. Bill, how do I owe you a cigar, brother? Hey, Sean. How you doing, bud? Uh, going, going to your, your Bridgeport. Uh, I married a girl from Bridgeport whose father was... Daly's right hand man, the old man Daly, and now I've converted to her to her a Republican. But I met a bunch of guys throughout the years that work for the city that all they do six months of the year is 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 campaign and and go canvas through the the whole neighborhoods to to get these scumbags to be Democrats. And you Bill, know, I got um, I got a I got a different way. I want you, I want I want you to think about it. In my opinion, and you tell me what you think. Those guys yeah. that those guys that did that, Bill Daly or the old man Daly, and even the brothers and the rest of them, they were never yeah. really Democrats. They just knew that was the best way to corrupt the system. If you were to Correct. meet them and talk to them when you met your wife's family and you went home, were they socialists? Were they communists? Were they Marxists? No. 
They knew right from wrong. Oh, they were, right? Yeah, exactly. But they, they just wanted I mean, the whole, a piece the whole, of the action. Yeah. yeah. It's my yeah, whole neighborhood, no. brother. And then I, it's my whole neighborhood. It's all of Melrose Park. Even the guys who are in charge, they're not really Democrats, most of them. They just want the, yeah. the scam. Well, the guy, the, the father-in-law, my father-in-law turned out to be the president of the Board of Trade, but um, so that that was a success. So that's the that only thing the guy did. why you're living me. in Hinsdale. Go ahead. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> if you don't want to give me the cigar bet from the Build Back Better, uh, make a donation to Tunnel the Towers if you could. All right, we'll do that. I already, I, already do, I already do that, by the way, but I want to say something to you. Your assumption is that Build Back Better didn't pass, right? Correct. Yep. Then, then, then here's the other thing I want you to focus. It had, it had key tenants. Build back better. Build back better had key tenants. Mainly, what it was is welfare programs that were enriched and stoked. Build back better passed. It just didn't pass formally. That's how the EBT is offering nine hundred dollars more living. That's how all of the benefits just increase the food stamps and the rest of it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. That's really going to surprise you or aggravate you. It passed when Mitch McConnell handed them two continuing resolutions, totaling a trillion dollars. They just didn't formally pass what they wanted, but they got the key components of it. But I will give you a cigar. It just will not no, no, be a no, good no. one. Hey, hey, I'm glad you survived. Alan would have put you on life support if you went down that escalator. Oh, come on. He knows. Let me tell you something. I'm little, but I'm like a Sean, I love you. Did, 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 did you ever tell you what I said to him? You're going to look pretty stupid if you don't. That's what I said to him. Thank you, Bill. You tell that big meathead I said hello. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Uh, we don't have a lot of time here. Let's go to uh, Joe in Munster, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, in the first hour, you made a reference to the Fountainhead, uh, you know, about uh, not producing and uh, not going and buying, but You've got to you've got to give us a little more uh, uh, roadmap how how to do that because we still have bills to pay. You know, we still got to produce something uh, because we know who's not. Use the uh, system against itself. If you have a house in one of these areas, you call Dave Hochberg. You suck every penny out of it. You pay him with their own money, and let them let let the table of wisdom LLC buy your property at tax auction after they corrupt the bank through the next Secretary of State. Janulius and, the, and his crooked bank. Do that. That's the way you do it. Because, by the way, you're better off doing that than pretending you have equity in it. That's my answer. <laughs> so there you go, Joe. Okay. An answer for everything. Thank you, babe. Owen Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Hey, how come uh, you don't hear any Republican or conservative politicians fight back? Because, you know, as far as, like, think about their job. Their it, job is to make everyone up? like them. But, but you know what? How about the mandate being Jim Crow or racist? I mean, you, you need an ID to get that. You need an ID to get the vaccine. The, 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 Democrat, the Democrats say it's racist to have an ID for voting. Well, why is it not racist to get, have the mandate then if you need an ID to get a vaccine? Do you know why that they have to do that about the voting bill? Because, because they go after the low-information voter. And here's the thing, Owen. They know that Democrats, 70% of which, support voter ID. They cannot risk Running on fact or truth. They must sell you a BS platform. Don't be mad no, at me. I, I, I got to go on break, bro. No. Don't be mad. Thank okay. you, Owen. Sounds Thank good. you for calling. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Kip. I have to go on break. I have a great guest who's coming up. I've never spoken to him. Never once. I'm looking forward to it. He's running for governor, and he may or may not be wearing sunglasses during the interview. 
He is Mancall Muller. We'll be back. Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Position. Chicago Talk Radio. I never really had a history in talk radio. Started calling into shows right around 08. And the first show I called into was Dan Proft and Bruce Wolf. I made the mistake of not knowing who Bruce Wolf was. I now love him. I call him Uncle Bruce. He's still mad at me. I'll not make that mistake. I know who Man Cow Muller is. No one needs to introduce him, but I have to. He's Man Cow Muller and he's running for governor. How are you, Man Cow? Man, I'm blessed by the best. I really am fantastic. I want to thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate that. And we we have some mutual friends. In fact, we share Bunny, my producer, who I love to death. And um, I believe I met your fitness instructor, Pincus. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that out of shape slob. No, when I, no When chance. I first met him, he threw your name around, brother. But let me tell you something. No, he's a wonderful guy, and I know you and him are very good friends. I met him a few years back. No, no, very no, nice no, guy. No, 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 we're not. Oh, all right. No, 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 we're not. Well, that makes it even better. I'm just then. telling you, I don't, I don't have any feelings about the guy, but oh. no, he's not my. We're not oh. friends at all. I, I, I met him probably three or four times. He did see, my show, and he was a mediocre guest at best. See, that's what I want to do. I want to give you the platform. I heard you this morning on uh, uh, Dan and Amy, and I thought you were wonderful. I thought you ran out of time to clarify yourself a little bit. I like some of the things you stand for, and I think you are what maybe. Um, could truly help Illinois. I'd like to think you um, you can win, but I do know the system is up to protect itself from outsiders. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, it's fake. It's all fake. It's uh-huh. like when we were kids, we'd go see Hulk Hogan versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Guess who's going to win? It's like watching the Globetrotters versus the Generals. I went to the Republicans, the feckless Republicans here, and they said, yeah, you got the name. You got the numbers. You got millions of fans. The man-cow militia of love. You can win. Uh, you know, um, Oberweiss gave us millions of dollars. They hinted that they wanted me to write a check. I think they wanted me to start around $2 million, and then they would consider me. Uh, and, and I just found it all very disgusting. Uh, no wonder they roll over all the time. Look, they're, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. It was uh, so tacky, really, so so sickening, so pandering that they announced the candidate that they announced on Martin Luther King Day. I, I hate, by the way, I hate that too, Martin Luther King Day. No, no, I hate that they don't say reverend. He was a reverend. Yeah, they got to remove the God from everything. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, a great man. Didn't believe in basing things on skin color. Believed in character. Character, boy, we've forgotten character now in Chicago. All that matters is skin color. But this candidate is pro BLM. He's a socialist. He, he's a cop-hater. Uh, crime has gone up 40% where he's at. This guy's awful. That's the Republican. 
Now, are you kidding? And I couldn't agree more with you. And I understand, too, you're a father. I'm a father. I believe the reason yeah. you're doing this is to make things better for your kids, as we all do. At a certain point, you're going to have to make a decision, in my opinion. And now you've seen under the, the tent, and you realize there's a lot of money in second place. Second place is the greatest position because you never really have to perform. And you still get the money of the good people. And you see the America, or the, the Illinoisan be swindled time in and time again by pretending there's yep. opposition to this Marxist mafia. I think that's the real blessing of your candidacy because you can articulate that. And you can do it in a way that these political whores cannot because this is you talk for a living. And you communicate with the actual Illinoisan for a living. And I think that's the beauty of your candidacy. And when you can bring attention to the way we can fix it, like for the schools, for example, tell us your platform. I know it, but I want you to tell the people. I, I, I want to say something first. I, I listened to the, to the station, and, and uh, Dan and Amy, I think it's a great show. I think you've got a great show. I like that guy on Sunday night uh, a lot. Um, I, I just want to say something. It's, it's shocking I, I like this billionaire puppet. No, no, I like this billionaire puppet. And you're going to call up and defend this guy? Just it's it's the Republicans. It's it's un. I was warned they're going to be the worst because mm-hmm. they have no backbone. At least the, the you know the communists stand for something. The Democrats stand for something. These Republicans here stand for nothing. I like Darren Bailey. I have said, and I think they totally twisted what I said this morning. But it's fine. I said, if if I don't want to just be the spoiler, I want to win. That's it. If I'm just going to be the spoiler to guarantee, uh, you know, Pugsley in again, I don't want to be part of it. I think the single biggest issue in America that can save America is school choice. Now, Obama said to me, you care about school. you, you, You and your family, North Shore, you care about school. Black people don't care about it. That's what he told me. Uh, before he was anybody, he told me that to my face. Black, black people don't care about that. Black people don't care about education. And I said, I think you're wrong. And he kind of snickered. Don't tell me that, uh, I don't care what color you are, people love their kids, and they would pull their kids out of these god-awful schools and move them to some, look, my kids have great schools. You're, you're telling me someone wouldn't drive 20, 30 minutes to get their kids in a good school out, you know, over an inner-city school they where they could yeah. be killed, a cinder-block prison? Mm-hmm. It's why I'm sitting in the suburbs, pal. It's why I can't run for mayor. You know, you bring up an, an choice can save America, and 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 the the Marxist mafia, labor mafia, teachers union cannot afford school yeah. choice because they'll be put out of business. So that's why they're going to try to believe and it. silence you and run. And here's another interesting point you bring up: Richard Irving is the guy who you're talking about that they announced. He was a Democrat his entire life. All of a sudden, he's a Republican. Jesse Sullivan is also what I believe to be a straw horse. Put up, he raises $11 million from two people in Silicon Valley where he worked. And he's running under this Lincoln Republican. Richard Irving, the Lincoln Republican. I mean, this is a scam. And what I like about your candidacy is you could blow the doors off this thing by articulating that in a fashion nobody else can. So are they going to allow you to participate in a debate, or have they set aside you're now an independent, you'll be excluded from the Republican debate because they like the game a second-place loser? I had Lori Lightfoot on my show, and Paul Vallis, and Gary McCarthy, and Willie Wilson, who's a great man of God, and I got friendly with all of them. I was friendly with Mayor Lightfoot. She gets elected, and I was shocked. You know, I've seen her her wife, uh, met the wife. 
I was shocked that she decided not to talk to white people, white reporters. Yeah. Uh, how racist. Uh, I, you know, she's married to a white woman. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a point here, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was on a show. <laughs> I was on a communist, you know, one of these commie liberal shows, and they're like, oh, yeah, light, light foot. It was just for a while. She'll talk to white reporters now. And the next thing they did was play a clip of me from 27 years ago. Are you there still? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. And uh, you probably heard it this morning. I said, where I, you know, I said I like fat Oprah over skinny Oprah. And by the way, I think Oprah was horrible. America. But there's no question. There's no question to your point. I feel the same way about Al Sharpton. There's no question to your point. Undeniable, unarguable. The the, the a-hole of of Harlem was as long as like, but I mean, you know, they're going to, they're going to judge me by something 27 years ago. When I came to Chicago, I was in my twenties. And by the way, I spoke for five hours a day, unfiltered, unscripted. Howard Stern had 23 to 33 writers every single day. I had no writers. Yeah. I could mop the floor with these guys. And that's I the part I want myself, to see. But, I mean, my God, anyone talks for five hours a day. And, of course, they've got tape on me. But I haven't hidden what I am. I'm a God-fearing guy. I make mistakes. I want school choice. I want to get rid of the – well, I want to cut the gas tax in half. I want to get rid of the uh, the toll boots, which have been built on a lie. Uh, just till the roads are paid for. They were paid for 50 years ago. Get rid of them. I want school choice. No, no vaccine mandates. No mandates at all. In fact, I like lady dates. Hey, hey. Nice. that's a joke. That's stupid. I got it. I got it. What's wrong with me? But, but no, you know, all this, you know, these, this, the, the, how dare Governor Pugsley uh, think he can he can put us under house arrest as he did for the last two years? Really, that's the key, right there. That's the key. The idea that this trust fund baby who has produced nothing. If his mother didn't know who to give a lap dance to, he'd be selling insurance at some car rental joint. He's never worked a day in his life. And he took away the businesses and the livelihoods of the people who built them with their lives. And that, to me, is the point you have to drive home. And I'm going to give you another little tidbit that you might know or you might not. Ray LaHood, an Illinois Republican, added an extra dime tax a decade, more than a decade ago. And that's a Republican. And it's cooked in the mix, and most people don't know about it, and they don't want to talk about it. But I think you are in a unique position to run both against the fraud Republicans and the absolute and total corrupted and communist Democrats. I think you have a a wonderful opportunity. And I want you to also take a look at some other people that haven't been in in politics and are jumping in. I think there's an interesting other candidate. And I'd love to see you two partner up if it was me. But that's just, you know, downfield. But I want you to do the best you can for yourself. And I know you're doing it with the best intentions. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. And I want you to be welcomed into the venue to debate. That, to me, is the main thing. And I hope you can keep the pressure on. Uh, look, did you hear me say it was fixed? I know. It is, it is a, you know, it's all fake. But, 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 look, I wanted to get out the message for freedom. I did it again here on your show, and I feel very good about that. And, uh, look, I'm open to talk to anybody. I had a high-ranking Republican call me today. And recommend that, uh, in, in, you know, this governor, this silly governor thing I want to do, would I consider joining Republicans and running against Duckworth? So that's what one high-ranking, uh, you know, Senator Mancow sounds pretty good. I don't know. But uh, there's all kinds of shenanigans going on, and I'll keep you updated. I like it because what we need is somebody that hasn't been corrupted by the system. You worked in Chicago radio. You dealt with so many people that were corrupted and pretended not to be. And I think it gives you a unique perspective. And I think you can add a change that the uh, people of Illinois need, and I wish you the best of luck.
And whatever I, I can do I, to help you, let me know. I have met all of them, but I've also met the best and brightest of every industry, everybody in, in Illinois. I'm a name that people like, mostly love, I think. And I will put together a, a team that will save this state. And Magan has hundreds of special money-making little projects. We have more than enough money. You're being lied to. We could balance our budget tomorrow. We're all think of the taxes we're all paying. We've been lied to. There's more than enough money. There That's was a, the dirty secret. There and, was a, and, and they make you think it's noble that if you don't pay a toll or you don't pay that gotcha red light ticket, that a mentally challenged kid won't get an education. It's if there's nothing noble about being ripped off. And let me tell you something, friend. In Illinois, you're the whore. You're being ripped off and raped by these people. Fight back, for God's sake, fight back. I love it. There was an interesting story, man, Kyle, out of uh, L.A. yesterday. A toll expert, one tollway, $840 million it took in. When they audited the system, they paid out to repair and maintain $42 million. That's the kind of numbers that are in these scams. And this is something you could shed light on. And I wish you the best of luck. I really do. And, uh, and, and, and of course, great. I don't care what color you are, if you do the crime... You're, you're, you're going to jail. Uh, that, that, it's, people are being killed. A thousand people. Who, who was that? Who was it that got killed? What, what, who, who's getting killed? And who's not going to school for two years? And what is this going to do to generations of people that the dummy crafts tell us they love so much? They care so much. And yet they're destroying lives. What a cancer. Oh, dear God. You know what else is something? Where there How is no about, vision, people perish. How about there's no crime you can commit? There's no atrocity you can, can commit? that disqualifies you from government sustenance for the rest of your life. Do you know how many uh, how felons were paying the rent, were paying for food, were paying for walk-around walk money? If you want to fix the system, how about if you're a felon, you're disqualified from government cheese? I think that's a nice place to start. I want you to get in because you'll have the power to make hey. these changes. Hey, can, can, can I say one more thing? Sure. Think about this. Jeffrey Epstein, before he was shuffled out of prison and sent elsewhere or whatever happened to him, you know the line, he didn't hang himself. Jeffrey Epstein, till the day he was suicided or whatever, wherever he is or whatever happened, never lost his banking privileges. However, the My Pillow guy can't bank online. Love it. How sick is this? How sick is this? these commies, man? We got to stop them. Well, it's going to be fun watching you. I wish, I really do. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> I'm having I wanna... fun. I'm, I just want to get out that one word, freedom. We've forgotten it. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Look it up. You're not We're... learning in our schools. Before I let you go, where can the people go to support you? Do you have a site set up? What do you got? Yes, mancalforgovernor.com. Mancalforgovernor.com. And listen, I've got, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a GDA, a gosh darn independent. Really what I want more than, than anything, I, not, I don't want to do a radio show. I don't want to, this isn't some stunt, what I, but I, I really want to try to help the people. I want to give, I want to stand, stand out of the way of the people. I want to do very little. I want to I want to roll back everything. I don't want to create anything. I don't want new laws and new taxes. I'm sorry I'm rambling on here, but what I really want is people's prayers. Please pray for me and my family because we are in the eye of the hurricane and some of the shenanigans are they're, they're already trying are frightful, frightening, really. For decades you prayers, did a lot please. for the people of Illinois. For decades you you alleviated them from the reality they were living in a corrupted system and many people love you and many people wish you well. I want to uh, also wish you well, and thank you so much, Mankow, for taking time out and joining me. I really do appreciate it. You, you realize we're canaries in the coal mine. Oh, absolutely, brother. I'm way ahead of the game, and, 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 and you know, I want you to win. But 
I don't know what the the optimism is. If you don't, keep up the good fight. You come, you come by me, and you bring those kids where they're safe in a state that protects freedom and liberty. Anytime you're ready. All right. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. You keep my number. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Bless. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. It's a unique system that we have. It's a system that's really built and set up to fail in perpetuity. Everybody knows. I mean, you want to know who's responsible for the Democrat mafia? To me, it's the Republicans. How could it possibly be that you can't get people, good people, people of efficiency, people of integrity, people of honesty, to run against the most corrupted in our society? That's what the Democrat politician represents. The most corrupted. To me, this isn't something that's new. It's something I spotted as a child. Because even a child can recognize a lie and a failure. That's what Democrat people are. Sorry, you are. In fact, you can't point to a success. Not one. I was listening to Mankow, and I was thinking to myself, it is really a great system that almost protects the Democrat mafia, protects it. The Illinois Republican system doesn't challenge it. It doesn't really want to change it. It has no universal message. After all, how could you explain Richard Irving? How could you explain Jesse Sullivan? 11 million from two people before he announces. 11 million. Why in the world would people give 11 million dollars to somebody? You think it's to change the corruption or to protect it? And if you expand upon that nationwide, doesn't that fit Mitch McConnell? Doesn't that fit the Republicans in general? They're not really interested in fixing things. You're going to tell me Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, who everybody wants me to believe is this financial whiz kid, rather than the son of a scoundrel governor. Doesn't know right from wrong? Yet his policies, that's what the Democrats built on. Obamacare is an extension of Romney care. So what's the real game here? And after all, why would they change it? If no matter what happens to us, inflation, bankruptcy, we keep paying, they keep scheming. It's an interesting thing that you're going to announce these two scumbags. And I'll give them equal time. Richard Irving, I'd love to get you on, baby. Love to debate you. Jesse Sullivan, love to get you on. Really. You could run as the holier-than-thou Abe Lincoln, and I'll question you on specificity and make you squirm like you do every time you're asked about abortion when you'd rather go stand in front of a parade so that the girls could see if you're good-looking or not. You don't fool me, kid. So to me, I think there's a couple guys that are interesting, but will the system let them do what needs to be done? Because what needs to be done is to break the corruption, the systemic corruption, the kind that refuses to admit ComEd bribed the mafia Democrats and they got everything they paid for. Rate increases, you're going to pay it through the teeth, and when they get caught, you're paying their fee. You're paying their fine. What a great scam. Why be a gangster of old when, after all, you went to jail? Now the gangsters get municipal pensions. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Frank has a very interesting comment that I want to expand upon. Frank in Arlington Heights. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. Um, I don't know if you've heard about 
the book called The Fourth Turning by Strauss and Howe. It's a, it's a book about you know, generations that go through cycles. Yeah. And, you know, basically my, you know, it, what it basically says is, you know, you, you had that period from the Revolutionary War to the Civil War, there was a cataclysm, and that's how the system changed. It changed the slave power in the South to a, a reform system throughout the country. The, the Republicans, the Democrats left the Congress, and then they got defeated in a war, and then the Republicans at that time were able to change things. In 80 years later, four generations later, you had the um, the Depression. You had the, the crisis of the old order, as Arthur Schlesinger would have called it. You had the, the Depression, and but, but, the but Democrats had huge majorities. I'm saying here, in order for this to change, in order for Illinois to change, um, you know, Bailey is a good guy. I think he's I think he has good intentions, and he'd be a good governor, but he'd be stopped by the Democrats and by, by the liberals in the courts. These people are ruthless. They're going to defend their turf, and he would be ineffective because he wouldn't have, you know, he's just, he would just be him. He would, he would do things he could, but, but the whole I'm thing to, needs if, to, to collapse. Really. And if I'm, if I'm to take your point to heart, in essence what you're saying is, through the economic turmoil and downturn of a depression is the only way to cleanse the power that be. And I, I've heard this theory multiple times. I know enough about history to weed through the fact that it wasn't capitalism or the market that caused the Depression. It was the American government that did. And the other thing that's interesting is if you think about it, when you watch the news, the 10 o'clock news tonight, and you look at the south side, you look at the west side, you look at the western suburbs, you look at Hillside, Bellwood, Berkeley, Stone Park. I mean, just pick a neighborhood. Is it not a depression? In fact, there's only a few neighborhoods that still have a viability, and there are a handful of neighborhoods. So I like the, the optimism in that thought, but the reality of where we live and what the voters continue to do, which is to step and fetch to the Democrat mafia, proves that but a theory, and that's the problem with using it as a rule. And I'll tell you another thing that I mean, Frank. Thank you, by the way. I really do appreciate the sure. call, and it's an interesting topic. Thank you. A friend of mine... Um, monitors our YouTube. Bunny tells me about it all the time. And there's there's YouTube conversations. And, and, and they're very good. I'm, believe me, if they're bad, I, I block the guy forever. And I'm not saying this guy is one of those people. I don't know. But he said something about when, when we, I was talking to Mankow, apparently there was a friendship between Mankow and, and uh, Blagojevich. And somebody said, oh, they should run. And another guy said, no, they shouldn't. And the guy said, what did Blagojevich do that was illegal? This is something that's a talking point of the Democrats. And what, Blo what Blagojevich did that was illegal is multifaceted. Now, he'll come on, and I've interviewed him. And I, I interviewed him because he was announcing a lawsuit. And you'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people do. I am not one of those people. Not only did he shake down children's, shook them down. His claim in his defense was, ah, everybody does it. But there's another problem I have with Blagojevich. He is nobody without his corrupt wife's family. You'll never, you would have never known his name. He'd be an insurance salesman, maybe. The kind his wife is, is the only kind that thrives in Illinois, where the political power of her father is how she exists, how she's the number one salespeople only in his district. That's what's wrong with Chicago, with Illinois, is that you have no standard of right and wrong. None. Zero. That's acceptable to you. Shaking down children's hospital for donations, leveraging political power. Hey, it's Chicago, baby. Get used to it. Wrong. That's the mafia, and you are used to it. Everything's wrong with that. 
Blagojevich isn't a hero. He's not a Trumplican. He's a scumbag. Clear and simple. And they have to be rejected. And you have to tell them why they're wrong. I'm more than happy to do it. I've done it. Because I'm right. There's only one right answer. One. There's no compromising with that kind of corruption. With that kind of political mafia. There is no compromising. There's accepting of it. And in Illinois, you know what the real problem is? That's what we've all done. You've done it too much and too long. And in there lies the problem. So they're not heroes. They're not mediators or Trumplicans. They're scumbags. And while he was sitting away, what he should have done, if, I was, if, I, if I'm wrong, and he's a good guy, is he should have wrote a tell-all book. The kind that he threatened was his innocence. He didn't want to tell them. He just wanted to get out and get back in the game. And he will. Don't sell him short. And in the meantime, his wife went from working for Tony Roscoe to selling insurance to people she never met. Dan, Edison Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? All right. My first instinct when I heard that Mantecal was going to come and uh, enter the race was that he was going to split the opposition and open up the door for Pritzker, uh, you know, to, to, to get back in there. But uh, honestly, he's exactly what Illinois needs, man. He's got no political baggage. He's got fire, and he's willing to stand there and make politically incorrect statements that incidentally have to be made. You know? It's an interesting point you, you make, and I think the, the ones that are splitting the field so that Pritzker will remain are Richard Irving and Jesse Sullivan. They're the Democrats' oh, talking horses. They're the Democrats. I want, I, listen, I don't know. I don't. That was the first time I've ever spoken to Mancall. He seems like mm-hmm. a nice guy. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he said something uh, on the morning show. He said, I've got kids, and that's why I want to do it, and I believe that. I believe that. I believe he's also, he's also ha- is the victim of Chicagoism where he's collaborated with so many of these people and he gave them the benefit of the doubt. And he can, he maybe thinks about them the way I do. And, but I think he'd be a, a, a vast improvement. I'd love to see him win. I'd love to see him argue about winning. I'd love to see him right. bring these points up and point out the duality and the spin. How so many Republicans advocate for this piece of garbage, Blagojevich. Have I been vague on this at all? Advocate no. for the kind of corruption. <laughs> of the Democrat mafia in hopes you can get along with it. And we can get along with it. And the teachers union isn't corrupt and all the rest of it. Until you, well, you reject know that and spit it out of your mouth, you're just going to keep going down the sewer. It's interesting you bring up the kids, man, because I met the guy uh, one time on the street. And uh, you know what? He speaks from the heart. And he, yeah. like myself and so many other people who are stuck in this state, you know, have got kids, and we're, we decided to stay for whatever reason. Some, you know, most people, it's family. I think he'd be a benefit. Decided to, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You're right about that, Irvin and Sullivan, frankly. Uh, you know, if either one of them gets, gets the nod, they're going to be uh, a stain on the concrete by noon on Election Day. I hate to see the people of Illinois played for fools, and that's what so right. many Illinois Republicans have done. I don't think... I don't think, man, I don't know him, but I talked to him. It was the first time. I liked him. I'd, be, I'd love to talk to him again. I'd like to help him to, to, to articulate mm-hmm. exactly what he needs to do. And uh, Absolutely. I, my pick of the litter, and I've, I've not been shy about it, is Gary Rabine. I think he's too honest and too wonderful to have the Republican mafia let him have a chance at it, I think, uh, unfortunately. Right. But that's the pick of the litter. There's no question about it. But thank you very much, Dan. I truly appreciate it. 
I'm going to go to break, and I'm going to take all of your calls. I can't believe we only got one segment left. If you want to say it, now's the time to dial. We'll be back after this. I hate the last segment. I want to do another hour. Get somebody on the phone. Who do I have to talk to about that? Let's hear what a governor is supposed to be like. I mean, a governor that stands by principle, and there are many. There are truly many. But in my opinion, there's one standout. While so many around the country have consigned the people's rights to the graveyard, Florida has stood as freedom's vanguard. In Florida, we have protected the right of our citizens to earn a living, provided our businesses with the ability to prosper, fought back against unconstitutional federal mandates, and ensured our kids have the opportunity to thrive. That's it. There's the platform. There's the answer. There's success. Now you could talk about the benefits to the people. Property taxes are a third of what they are in the sewer of corruption with the necklace governor who insists on stuffing a tie in a crease he calls a neck. These are all kinds of things we need to run on. The answers are very simple. They always have been. Americanism. Simple. What's your platform? Americanism. Each and every topic, each and every instance, power, individual rights, and the principles of freedom and liberty. Done. End of story. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm all right, brother. How are you? Good. You know, I mean, uh, God bless Mancow for wanting to run, but I think to put the serious vote behind is to go with Darren Bailey because he's got the representative background oh, yeah. downstate. Hold, hold on. Here, let me finish. And I think he's the better man for the job. But let me ask you this. As far as a senatorial candidate, what about Tom Arview, who's running against Duckworth? What do you think about him? I think he's got a good chance. What do you think? I think the people of Illinois will vote for Duckworth if she oh. was running against a Republican and his name was Moses. I don't think it matters who runs against it. I think the uh, Illinoisan is corrupted. Bailey is an interesting guy. I like mm-hmm. Stephanie Trussell more than I like Bailey. I've talked to Bailey. seems like an affable guy. seems like a nice guy. But can he get the election? Can he win? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When's the last time? Are you going to get a Chicagoan to vote for somebody with a drawl? When's the last time that happened? I remember Pat... Pat uh, Quinn, or no, what's the guy, the Republican from downstate who went to jail because he gave the driver's license to the illegal alien who killed the kids? That George Ryan. George Ryan. There he is. He was the last guy from down south. Everybody thought he was a good old pharmacist. Turns out he was part of the Republican establishment, interwoven in fraud and corruption and the scandal of the pedophile Hassert. Um, so I don't buy that anymore, that they're just from down south and they're ultimately honest. I think Darren Bailey is, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But do you think he can win? Hey, Sean, yeah. let me ask you this, and I'll let you go real fast. Yeah. But uh, I used to live downstate by Lincoln, Illinois, and the problem, the thing is, I think I would take somebody outside the Chicago area I over say- somebody like uh, 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 Governor Teletubby or anybody else. Yeah. How do you win against the, the municipal mafia? How do you win against them? You think they're yeah. going to vote for a Republican who comes in and promises to right the wrongs that they're banking on? They're banking on the scams. Yeah. They know that that pension system is a fraud, and they love it. You think they're going to vote against retiring like they're worth $3 million? What do no. you think they've been doing while they sit in those pension incubators they call trucks and whatnot? They've been waiting to cash in, brother. I love it. I love your optimism. You stay optimistic, and uh, let me know when reality kicks in. But here's the nice thing about the mafia. They have no standards. 
Focahannes, Chuck Connors, Elizabeth Warren. She said she was an Indian because she has high cheekbones. <laughs> I love that. I can't get enough of that. Flipping houses. Flipping houses after the crash, making millions. She's a socialist, though. I love that, too. A lawyer hired by lobbyists to cut carve-outs to credit card companies so that they could charge exorbitant interest on her constituents. She did it. I love it. Just spew the BS. And now she knows she has to continue and wait her turn, even though she knows that moron in office has dementia. Okay, let me ask you about 2024. Do you believe that President Biden is up for the job? President Biden's running for re-election. I expect to support him. The, his approval ratings are some of the lowest that they've been for a very long time. I, I understand that, but remember, we've just finished the first quarter. They have no standards. They're out of touch with our reality. Our struggle is their goal. Economic failure, their joy. They're not your representatives. They're your rulers until you demand they're not. Wake the hell up. Stop voting for Democrats. I'll be back in 21. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.